Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. And if that's too many words for you, there are three words that we use. What are they? Live, love, serve. Amen. 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 The scripture that we are going to be coming from today, you can find in Genesis. You should be able to find it pretty easy. It's the first book of the Bible. So we're going to be reading Genesis chapter one, verses one through three and the NRSV. And it reads like this. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. If I had to give this sermon today a title, it would be called An Unplanned Opportunity. An Unplanned Opportunity. Let us pray. God of all creation, we are blessed by you, by your miraculous wonders, by all that you have created. We are also blessed that you have called us to be co-creators in this life, God. Let everyone under the sound of my voice today, God, hear what you want them to hear. Not be concerned with the messenger, but have the opportunity for you to speak to them in such a specific way that their lives are never the same. God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that you are still speaking to us, loving on us, covering us, God. And we are grateful for what has already been done. Amen. 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 I'm going to read that scripture one more time. Genesis 1, 1 through 3 and the NRSV, it says, In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. To say that the past couple of months has been a whirlwind would be an understatement. And in this time that has been so uncertain, many of us have asked questions like, how did we get here? Why is this happening? What will life be like after this? Not only are we often crippled by the weight of our questions, but also the answers to the questions that seem to elude us. Life is different. It feels uncertain, dark. It's chaotic. For many of us, it feels like an end of normalcy, of life as we know and understand it, of the plans we had 
for our lives. And I was reminded of something this week. You know, with us being at home with our toddler girls, uh, we're reading a lot more. We're watching a lot more uh, little kid cartoons. And a lot of times when you read those stories and you're watching those movies, they conclude with the end. And to them, as children, the end of the book, the end of the movie is truly the end of the story. But what we know as adults is that the end of the story is not really the end. It's simply the end of what we know or what's being presented. And that there's a whole life that continues after the end. Because the reality is that endings are often a beginning in disguise. The creation story starts within the beginning. And this wasn't a bright, beautiful Disney beginning. It says that the earth was void, that it was a formless darkness. And some other synonyms that have often been used or ways that that has been translated is that it was untamed, shapeless, disorderly, confusing, empty. It was chaos. And those may even be words that you have used, that we have used to describe our world right now. Disorderly, confusing, empty. That was the beginning that God was looking upon. It says that the spirit of God, the Ruach of God, was hovering or moving over the void. And that movement is likened to a bird hovering in the air, in suspense, waiting. The Hebrew word for that moving is rachaf, and it means to be gently moved or affected by. Imagine that. God was gently moved or affected by the chaos. Now, to be clear, God didn't create the chaos, nor did God eliminate the chaos. God simply moved upon what was presented, and that was chaos. And what was God moved to do? To create. God poured God's essence into a void and created. In moments of chaos, we often feel helpless. We often feel like we are in a crisis and nothing can be done. I know I'm not the only one who, as we've been facing this pandemic, has found it a struggle to try to create or to be as productive as I once was. And you feel like nothing can be done, but really the, the opposite is what the reality is. Because God wasn't confused or crippled by the chaos. God saw the chaos as an opportunity to create something new. This moment is offering us the same option because we are made in the image of God and we are also co-creators with God in this life. We too can end break into the chaos and create something out of it. We too can pour out our essence into the void and see what is birthed. And you may be asking, what, what do I create? Well, I can't answer that for you. Perhaps it's something tangible like a book or a business. Maybe it's a new way of thinking or a new way of being in the world. Maybe it's newness in a relationship. That is your work to discover. But what I can say is that there is opportunity in the chaos. There is something to be gleaned. 
To be creative means that you have the ability to transcend traditional ideas, rules, patterns, relationships, and create meaningful new ideas, forms, methods, interpretations. If you think about it, it's already happening. Education is being recreated. Healthcare is being reimagined. Structures as we know it are toppling and having to rebuild. Churches have had to shift their theology and change how they function. So why not you? Once we are no longer allowing ourselves to be crippled by unplanned chaos, there is an opportunity to create something new. But how do we conquer the chaos so that we can create? Well, I have four suggestions for you to consider. Four ways that you can work to conquer the chaos in your life. The first is through acceptance. Stop getting caught up in the why. Why is this happening? We don't have to spend so much time and energy trying to answer why. Accept what is. The moment is happening. The entire world has been put on hold, so stop focusing on why, what you can't do, and instead think of your life as a blank slate and start imagining how you can create the life you've always wanted. So you conquer the chaos through acceptance, and then you can conquer the chaos through gratitude. Well, gratitude for what? Some of us feel like there isn't really much to be grateful for during this time, but you can have gratitude for the dark. And I say that because each moment has something to teach us, whether it is a good moment or a not so good moment, whether it is a high moment or a low moment, there is something that can be found. So find gratitude for the dark. God created in chaos and what came from the dark was what could never be created in the light. We were meant to thrive and flourish in spaces that seem impossible for light to be. Your creative act produces light. And that's really what the writer of Genesis was trying to show us. What is possible? God possibility. It's been so easy for us in this time to say, I didn't think that this was possible. I didn't think that something like this could happen. Well, the impossible has become possible. But on a A good note, what does this say about other possible, impossible things in our lives? What does this say about other impossible things in our lives? That they are reality. Can you expand your faith to believe that it doesn't just occur in negative, dark, or chaotic spaces? Can you expand your faith so that you can feel that what was once impossible for you is in fact possible now? That type of thinking requires a shift in perspective, a changing of the narrative. And that brings me to the third way that we're able to conquer the chaos. And that is through self-responsibility. Self-responsibility. The word responsibility literally means that you possess the ability to respond. So self-responsibility means that not only do we have the ability to respond to something, to decide and choose, but that we take responsibility for our life. To take responsibility for our life means that we also take responsibility for our thoughts. So the difference between what is possible and impossible lies with what you choose to think, what you choose to believe. The Bible says that life 
and death is in the power of the tongue. God spoke life. But before you can speak a thing, you must think a thing. And God was able to speak light, speak life to create because it was out of the momentum of God's imagination, what God thought. Seeing this moment as opportunity or obstacle lies with you. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man or woman thinketh, so is he or she. As you thinketh, so you are. In therapy, they use this tool called cognitive reframing. And what it does is it allows you to create a different way of looking at a situation by changing its meaning and your experience of it. It can turn a stressful event into either a major trauma or something that is something that you can bravely overcome. Or it can depict a really bad day as simply a low point in what is overall a great life. Or it can see a negative event as a learning experience. And the change is slight, but it makes a difference. Think about the conversations you've been having. The way that you've been talking um, to yourself and to others. It's the difference between saying I'm stuck in the house or I'm safe at home. Cognitive reframing. It's the difference between saying I've lost my freedom or saying that I'm sacrificing my freedom in this moment because it's bigger than me. It's the difference between saying life will never be the same or I can create a life I never imagined. It's the difference between saying the chaos is crippling or the chaos is an opportunity to create. And I get if this is a lot. I get if you aren't quite there yet. You're not quite ready to break into the chaos or move. That's normal. And that's where the fourth way to conquer chaos comes in. The fourth and final way you can conquer chaos is through graciousness. Because the reality is, if you look at the creation story, it says that God moved, but it doesn't say how long it took God to move, to make that decision, to go from hovering to speaking. Was it days, months, years, decades, centuries? I don't know. I don't know how long it took. But what I do know is that it says God created. So offer yourself some grace. Be kind to yourself, not just with the decision to end break into the chaos to create, but also as you create. If you continue reading the creation story, you'll see at these different points in verse 12, 18, verse 21, 25, 31, as God creates in stages that God will stop and say that it was good. And it was as if a reminder was needed every so often that even if Creation wasn't complete, even if things seemed a bit chaotic, that it was still good. As we begin to create, as we continue to create, we have to stop and remind ourselves that it is good at every juncture, even if it doesn't feel like it. So create, because yes, we may be in the midst of a collective crisis, but we are here. Creativity goes on because it does and it will even if you choose not to participate. But I pray that you do. 
I pray that you find a way to conquer the chaos and inbreak into it so that you can create. Because creation is waiting. Because that is what we need right now. Because we all have the opportunity to co-op the chaos and to create something like never before. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you that we are not only creation, but that we are co-creators in this life. That even in moments of chaos, where it feels like we are helpless, you have given us agency and ability to make change, to do something different, to create lives that we never thought were possible, God. Oh God, I know in this time, there are many of us who are grieving, who are mourning, who are hurting, who are struggling to understand how life will be, how will life go on, what will it look like? But God, we thank you that even in the midst of that right now, you are with us. You are not silent. You are not still. You're simply hovering. And maybe, God, you are waiting for us to inbreak into the chaos of our own lives so that you can walk alongside us as we do this, as we create what's never been done before, God, as we move in a different way, God, be with us. Show us how, God. And though we mourn the life that was, God, we will look with expectation and hope for the life that's to become because it does not yet appear what we will be. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.